It is Thursday, the 29th of June, 2017, and this is episode 313 of Digital Outbox. Sounds like it could be unlucky. But anyway, hi, I'm Chris. Here's Ian. Hello, Ian. You've, you've already doomed this episode yeah, when I'm no, feeling nervous about it. On your new iMac, therefore you got to get it all up and running. The iMac, iMac's working a treat. Uh, software, not so sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Did you did you fully, did you go for a completely clean install or have you transported some stuff over? Uh, clean. Yeah, got to do clean. it. Yeah, it is. And, and I know you get that, that you know, user transfer stuff, and it's like, nah, because. Why would I, I want to bring over all that rubbish? Yeah. And I, went, so I, I just I spewed out my list of apps and was like, nah, don't, no, 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 no. So you're fully retinaed up? Fully retinaed. Happy with the specs you went with? Yeah, so it's a beast. It's flying. Cool. I was, I was, I was almost going to go into Westlife and fly without wings mode there. <laughs> I'm kind of glad it, I stopped myself. Interesting. Just before the podcast, I was kind of looking at the Apple site and just seeing what, what's there now. And it, yeah, I quite like the new site design and stuff. It's quite clever. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and, and hardware. I guess the thing is, like when I got when I got this iMac, it was visually very different mm-hmm. to the previous one, which was the kind of white one. And yep. when this came along, you're like, wow, and it was bigger. So I went from 21 to 27. This was just, it looks, it looks much the same from the front. And... Um, but it, 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 as I said, it flies. And yeah. there's nice little things like because it's all the latest Bluetooths and stuff. My watch does unlock it. And um, yeah, okay, so you get all those nice little the, the little features that you kind of see in all these keynotes and you kind of forget about, and then suddenly you, I remember now. Yeah, yeah. yeah nice. But no, I'm um, touch touch a bit of wood. So far, it's been it's been um, it's been rock solid, which means oh. it'll probably pop in the yep. next half hour. So if we're if this podcast never exists and this is the <laughs> we're just talking into the ether, that's because your Mac blew up. Right. Or I didn't place the record button. Yeah, but I have placed the record <laughs> button this time. Okay, let's let's do the news then. So let's start with Amazon, who's uh, paying a lot of money to buy a Whole Foods, um, which is a food retailer. They're US based, aren't they? I think their their unique selling point is sort of organic and wholesome foods. Yeah, there's one just outside Glasgow as well. So I okay. think they've got a handful. In the UK, I don't quite know how many. Well, you'd so think they would for thirteen point seven billion dollars. They reckon yeah. a cash transaction. Yeah, it probably makes that in six months or something. You know, it's it's scary how much much money. I, this was a, this came out of nowhere for me. You know, that there's lots of talk about what these big firms are going to go and buy, and and I, I didn't expect Amazon to buy a brick and mortar. You know, no, super, it's, supermarket. It's, it's kind of. <laughs> Put you know, put the scare up the market as well as there's lots of um, sort of retailers losing share prices based on on this move. Um, they've been kind of hinting towards this for a while, so they've had their kind of grocery service uh, in in the US for a bit, and they've had in some sort of areas of the UK. I think they actually rolled it out a bit, bit, bit fits and starts, and you can even do their kind of Amazon Essential type. You can they're non-perishable, but the, this is obviously a move now into what they can deliver as perishable goods and yeah groceries and and having say such a big portfolio of actual bricks and mortar rather than just all digital yeah i'm just so there's something called um amazon fresh which was which was that the kind of you know basic set of groceries you could order and you know mm-hmm. they deliver and um this obviously expands it quite a bit so there's 430 of, of um, whole food and, and they are 
you know, and, and certainly the Glasgow one, it's that the, the quality is great, but the price is great as well. As mm -hmm. it, it's expensive. You know, yeah. So it's not a, <laughs> yeah. you know, so if you, I guess if you've got your, I'm going to, I'm going to, so if you've got your kind of Lidl's and then you're going to your Asda's and then you're yeah. going to your Tesco's and then you're going to your Sainsbury's and then you're going to your Mark's and then you're mm -hmm. going to your Waitrose. Yeah. Whole Foods is like, Easy like it's beyond combine, that. combine all them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Stick that on top and they're waving at the top going, welcome to Whole Foods. Yeah. I mean, that's why they talk about having, they've, they've, uh, given their users sustenance over that you know they use these fancy words that's how they charge more <laughs> yeah and, and they do so certainly the one in glasgow is that one of my mates was at a, a, a kind of bizarre cheese and i can't remember what it was was it beer and cheese or something it was some bizarre combination and, they, and and i think it was beer and cheese and it was all these you know very fancy cheeses and very fancy beers you know, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. 10 or a bottle type beers you know that are that are you know especially especially brewed and, and whole and... foods markets has been satisfying delighting and nourishing our customers for nearly four decades yeah do you feel nourished by your supermarket no we can nourish you um <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so anyway big big move potentially game changer depending on how it all goes and it's seen a reaction in the market like i say but also we've seen other supermarkets in the uk now so tesco have launched a one-hour grocery delivery within london uh, they're kind of relying on uh quick up so that's a new sort of delivery startup and the gig economy you're going to now deliver tesco groceries within uh, like a limited range and up to 20 items uh, within the just the city of London, so just zone one of, of London, basically. Uh, this is exactly what Prime, I mean, they even called it the same thing, Tesco now, so it's yes. exactly the same as Prime now. You yeah. know, it's, um, it, it, it reminded me of, like, see when, like, like Apple launched um, iPhone and App Store, it's like, oh, you yeah, ended up having App Stores everywhere, and, you know, it's just certain names seem to tick, you know, so there's a, we've now got a Tesco now. I, I, I don't think there's any big surprise, the Prime no. now stuff works, works really well yep. if you need something quick, and, um, uh, yeah. yeah, and they and they get load of money for it. So seven ninety nine um, for the one hour service, two hour option five ninety nine. So again, very similar. Yep. Uh, what it, what it's going what it's showing to me is as a you know there there are these spaces in in the market for these like quick up is probably the biggest winner out of this. Uh, Tesco's delivering anyway, and they don't really you know they're going to be able to offer a price for one hour delivery. But quick up is sign a big contract with tesco's for goodness sake and they're this new startup and suddenly they're delivering you know this 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 big this big contract and and it just shows that if you've got a focused idea within a startup you don't have to have the, a big game-changing idea you just have to be able to uh, realize this this you know this your niche as if you like so yeah it's quite I think, exciting I, 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 from that perspective I think, I think i've nailed it you know if they can do that delivery and make it you know we will deliver reliably quickly and we'll take care of everything for you then it's like and as soon as they and then you know once you get a big contract like that you can expand your network and then suddenly you you, you go nationwide and it's a, it's a massive thing so i think as 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 they used to say in the gold rush times the people making the money were the people selling the gold pans and the you know the pickaxes it wasn't <laughs> the people actually doing the prospecting so if you offer your service i think we're going to see some expansion in those kind of businesses it's a very clever way of looking at it there you go um one plus five is going to be launching they've been teasing this is the uh, so it's the reason that we kind of we're a fan of one plus in on this podcast because i've got a one plus three um and basically their selling point was this this phone was supposed to be a real premium phone with high-end specs but at a, a sort of right cut down price and they've the, the latest phone is the one plus five and they've been teasing it forever but now they've actually come out with the specs and the prices and the release dates um so again it is a super specced up 
phone. I mean, it's, the, the specs are uh, so Snapdragon eight three five. It's got eight eight gigabytes of RAM. It's got mm. sixteen meg um, uh, camera, dual camera, in fact, uh, and and a whole ton of other you know gubbins in there, all for what they're saying. I think it's four four nine in the UK, something like that. Um, but it's it's basically you know one of the top end Android phones for what is effectively quite a cheap cut down price. Um, I have no doubt it'll be good. It seems to be getting good uh, sort of initial feedback. Um, what's it? It's got yeah, 1080p AMOLED screen uh, and a whole ton of stuff in there to try and make it smoother. So there you go. Um, OnePlus Five using the dual camera to I think one is a one is a coloured camera and the other is a black and white sensor which adds depth i don't even know how it works but it, i think in the similar way to the iphone yeah and um and that's what i was just kind of looking up there i was just trying to get a proper price but because so many places do deals on it it's hard to actually 449 get is the official selling price yeah and um, that's so the review i was looking at is saying it's the best best answer you'll get without breaking 500 quid there you go and I, and yeah and certainly my OnePlus three the only the only I think my OnePlus three might be a better looking phone is all I'd say I think they've gone down the iPhone clone route which I understand why they'd want to do that but but I think I prefer the look of my current handset um, and I think the other thing to point out is that used to, one of its unique selling points used to be what they call dash charge which basically means you can charge the whole phone within half an hour um, but other handset manufacturers have now very much gone down that route so that's not not so much a unique point anymore. Uh, no, and I think again your comment about that you know that the, they have went to, I guess let it, it's almost like they've went derivative with their design, and I think they've just taken a couple of knocks for it in, in most people's eyes and in reviews. But but if you want an Android phone, it's kind of hard to you yeah, know, it's I mean because hard to buy it. the other options, what have you got? You got Pixel and HTC devices, and they're they're into the six hundred and fifty seven hundred quid mark, and they're lower spec. You know, they're not they haven't got the. Yep. Or you're looking at a, or you're looking at a Galaxy, which again is is higher price. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're, they're very. I mean, this is well. Certainly, when this mine was released, it was very similar in spec to the Galaxy. Uh, so, uh, a question for you then: You've been that's about a year. You've been on the OnePlus Three. Because it's probably longer than that. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. And um, still going strong. Battery good. Yeah, and that's. I, I think that's the problem that they've got. Is that yeah yeah the the phone is is fine it's lasted and I have no inclination to upgrade it because uh right. it's it's still operating and you know because of the specs it's got in there it still outperforms nearly everything else that's out there on the market mm, and yeah. I I don't have that urge and I think that's generally the Android you know the Android marketplace doesn't have that urge to upgrade to the latest phone maybe Galaxy gets some of that as so with you know Samsung gets some of that but but I don't I don't feel that at all uh, I'm happy with my purchase and actually it feels like it's going to be good for another good couple of years at least excellent so you would recommend this then well i think i would but only based on the you know you can only recommend what you've used and i've never used the the new one but certainly it makes us it's an interesting release and certainly gets the market interested yeah no what you're saying echo is one of the one of the guys at work has got one he's um had absolutely no problems with it and he would as he's not looking anywhere else apart from the, the, when he upgrades it'll be another one plus one okay good stuff um Kind of had some resolution on the Uber story that we've been sort of following along with. Uh, so last time we spoke, we Travis had gone on a long gardening leave, effectively a leave of absence. But it's taken one step further, and now he has actually resigned um, his position on Uber. So it's kind of all come round, and I think people are generally a bit more comfortable about it now. 
Yeah, he's still going to be a board member, but he's not running it day to day. And this was it was driven by investors. So you know, basically five of the big investors. I think I think it's just around forty percent of the of the kind of voting share. Mm-hmm. Um, said time to go, and they kind of did it all on one day. Kind of here we are. Here's what we're suggesting. It's time you go. And I think in the market, that's going to settle a lot of people's nerves because there was a lot of stink around Uber. And obviously, like we've talked about before, all this, you know, don't use Uber time of campaigns and things like that. Um, Maybe they can get this back on the straight and narrow. And as I said, I think they're still dominating this market, even though they may not be making uh, so much money at the moment. I think the name is just synonymous and I think it will expand and become that solid platform. What it, what what I've get from it is it's very quickly become like you see I'm going to Google it. And yes, you see exactly. People saying I'm going to Uber yeah I'm going to go I'm going to Uber it yeah hundred percent and I, that's you know, why it's called have, the market. It's what my parents will know as the you know absolutely it's not an abnormal term no. you know the same way as when Google was first coming out people were like Google and yeah. and and then very quickly it's now just say just Google it you yeah, you exactly. just search it it's just Google it. Yeah, you know, if you asked if you asked everyone on the street, you know, what was an online taxi service, they'd come up with um, Uber. I doubt they'd come up with many more. You know. Mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> Virgin Media, you've had a few shenanigans over the past few days, even so much as denying you internet for five days. Uh, yeah. What's that all about? How I don't even know how you're alive. How was uh, um, it? You out? It's, the, it's, it's, it's called EE. And um, using up all my monthly allowance on on that. <laughs> yeah, I bet. yeah, I bet that was your your go to. But you never used it. Was. It so was. Um, so so we'll, we'll come on to that in a minute. So Virgin Media, I guess, was something that kind of it popped up. I think it was about a week, ten days ago. Was this thing about um, if you're using an older Superb two router, which I was using, um, then this was from from which it was basically saying you could easily hack the router. Um, and access smart appliances like um, you know hubs, you know like, like, you know and and Philips Hughes and yep. and hives, and that was the ironic thing. I got a new boiler last week as well with a hive because I thought, <laughs> well, why not? Yeah. And my internet went. Thank yep. you very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the um, I, and and I did actually question myself when I sat on Saturday night and tried to. I was like, oh crap! I can't turn that light on. <laughs> <sighs> this is um, <laughs> it's all gone <laughs> wrong. No, I did have switches for them. I just had to go off the chair. So it was very, very, very <laughs> 1980s. The, um, <laughs> so this was basically saying there's 800,000 um, people with Superhub 2s and mm-hmm. they were basically saying you must change the default password, which I think any any normal probably won't do. I guess anybody that's listening to this and they like to me and you, it's one of the first things you do do. You know, you yeah. get, your, get your router, right, I'm going to change the password on it. And you just feel instantly a lot more secure because you can go online and search for all common, you know, routers, whether they're from a broadband provider or one you buy yourself, and they list model number and what the default, you know. Yeah, new routers tend to come with, with self-printed, unique passwords on them, so that it's certainly yeah. a thing of old. But yeah, 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 it's still something that is um, common. So, and and I guess what made headlines was that they, that they managed to hack like a children's toy and mm-hmm. CCTV cameras. So it was like you know people you could be watching. Um, and to be fair, Virgin came out and were like, "Yep, absolutely." And that's advice we've given to people, you know, for years. You know, we're not we're not going to hide and say that's not a problem. And then the next day, there was a number of other companies come out and said, "You know, we are the same as well. You know, you really should be changing your password." Um, so. So fair enough, and, and interestingly, the, the the Virgin did talk about we continue to upgrade their systems and we really support our customers through advice and updates and offer them the chance to upgrade to Hub Three. 
which contains additional security provisions. So coincidentally or not, my broadband went on Saturday night. And mm. um, by Sunday, they'd confirmed it's a local fault. So I was like, what, what can you do? And um, by Monday, they said the local fault was fixed, but my connection wasn't. So I met an engineer visit on the Wednesday and he went, yeah, your hub's good. And, uh, and it was a bit of back and forward about, um, yeah, that's how you use it. A it's bit a, a strange coincidence. Well. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, I've had lots of these in the last few days. Wow. So whether, whether, they're, whether they're just getting out there and see if because straight away, he's like, your signal's fine. You know, he's plugged in his test kit, swapped over to the other new hub, and he says it'll download new firmware and stuff like that. So give it a couple of reboots, and then sure enough, boom. Um, so nothing nothing else changed apart from, and maybe it's just very coincidental that, that something popped in the router, mm-hmm. but it felt it felt like something more. Anyway. Did, um, and, and, and so did they deliver that as a free upgrade based on your outage, or did they, or yeah. did you have to pay for it? No, no. I, and to, to be honest, I've, not, I've, not, I've never paid for any hubs from them. No. But I've been, I've been in that super hub for, for ages. You know, and he was like, he said, I've looked at your record. You've never called us out. And I went, I know, because I've, I've never <laughs> had the hassle. And, uh, and and if it's an outage, I can usually check online and see it's a local issue. So it's like, keep the head, be a bit annoyed about it. But, you know, at the same time, it, you can see it's a postcode issue. So there's no need to kind of call an engineer out and, and have a pop or a moan. You know, so... As as much as it probably surprises people, <laughs> yeah, you, you're not try, a moaner. <laughs> I do try and keep the head. No, no, I did have a pop. I did, I did have a pop because I, I did ask the guy in the help desk. I'm assuming I'm going to get a refund for my days. My days out. He says, "Yes, I'll process a two day outage for you." And I've been out for five days. He went, "Yeah, I can't give you more than two days." But, but I've been out for five. Went, yeah, but I can't do that. <laughs> uh, which, which was bizarre. And then I got a whole. He said, "I can raise a ticket asking for it." And I was like, "Ideal." Anyway, is there anything more? I went, yeah, give me the ticket number. And that was met with a, I can't give you a ticket number. I just I just found that whole bit yeah. a bit bizarre. It was like, there you go. surely by default, if somebody's been out for five days and you say, I want a, a refund, I get a refund. You would have thought it'd be a lot easier and a lot less uh, hasslesome, as it were. Anyway. Another person looking to not hang on i'm trying to find a segue there it didn't work at all so i'm going to abandon abandon reverse and go google's been fined 2.4 billion dollars sorry euros over a eu search engine results so this is something that the eu's had a case against google for a while and they've been sort of hinting and suggesting that they've been abusing their marketplace but actually now we've had a ruling and the court has ruled that it has used its dominant position in the marketplace to unfairly promote its own um, uh, price comparison service because it now adds it to the top of search engine results when someone's searching for a product. So if you remember in the dim and distilled past, Google had a service called Frugal and that used to be their price comparison service. Uh, there's apparently documents that, that's been presented to the court showing that Frugal really wasn't having the impact that they wanted. So they suddenly moved that to the top of the search engine results. So when you search for a product, it would also search re- return the results as well. Uh, price comparison via their frugal service and suddenly their traffic then increased and obviously competitors in the market in this price comparison market then uh, were unhappy that their their traffic had been uh, damaged and reduced uh, immediately as soon as this happened because consumers were getting the information they wanted basically um, and Europe the court agreed that this was an abuse of power and therefore uh, anti you know it was anti-competitive and people had suffered a uh, real lost because of it 
Uh, and they have now issued this massive fine. I think the reason the massive fine's there because it's been going on a while and Google have sought to fight the ruling rather than actually comply with it. And therefore, all the time that they've been fighting this court case, they've been accruing extra um, damages effectively. And um, I mean, I guess the addendum to that is that they've basically been told you get 90 days to stop this illegal activity, explain how it will reform its ways, or face fines of up to 10.6 million euros a day. Wow. Um, so 5% of the average daily worldwide turnover of Alphabet. Yes. And so that's, that's why it's such a massive figure, is because it's being based on yeah, percentages. Yeah. And I guess it should be clear, Google are saying that we don't agree with this and we're going to we're going to fight this in appeal. There is no they are they are not accepting that this this has happened. Um it's still it still might be that they have to take it away from the set as in they might stop the practice while they do appeal it. But they have said, yeah, we don't agree with it. We we respectfully disagree with the uh, the ruling. Uh, and it does have massive effect because, you know, the Google search page is Google's property and 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 you know, but we've seen that we saw it with Microsoft as well. And Windows, they weren't allowed to do things with their Windows platform purely because of the position of dominance that they had. And so it's consistent in that case. But it it does it does bring to questions of you know, you know, this is this is our society now trying to take that control over the internet. You know, at every level. Uh, and you know, it's not Google's property anymore. It's the property of wherever the service is consumed, kind of thing. No, and I mean they're doing it. I mean Europe are doing an investigation into AdSense, but they're also doing an investigation into how potentially Google has abused um, its position, looking at maps and images and local services. And yes, it, is there anything it, that when you do a search and it comes up on the page and shows the data, that's that's kind of the data that they're having issue with. Yeah, um, which and, is and, all consumer focused. It's all useful stuff. It's all yeah. added to your search. I mean, I must admit, I have never felt using a Google search product that I am being, um, I guess, de- um, defrauded by Google, if I, if I put it that way. But you're not running a price comparison service uh, that used to no, get agreed. loads of money uh, and now suddenly isn't. And, and interestingly, I was, I was, I tried to catch up um, through the week in some, just some American podcasts, just to kind of get, get, and they are, they're seeing this as a total, this is a kick against America. It's not, it's not mm. a kick against Google. It's a, this is this is Europe, and basically trying to say we'll 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 set the terms, America, and almost try to take a lead. They feel it's very unfair on Google, um, but as I said, I can only just base it on I've I've never run something and thought, yeah, that's of course you're going to come back with that, <laughs> but it's clearly biased. Yeah, you yeah, know, and I can totally you know I can see how the American view would be different, but then we do differ. You know, Europe and America do differ on sort of underlying you know viewpoints as it were about how you know how does how does a country or how does a region get run uh, and how where do companies fit into that uh, and this new you know global companies often don't fit into these that's the problem <laughs> that's and, the... and and as as you went through um they they believe they've got evidence that proves that this was happening although google believe they've got evidence that proves it's not happening and they were just highlighting the best results based on what you were asking for but but the, I mean, there must there must be enough evidence there because it's a it's a hefty fine, um, and they've been carrying out this investigation. I mean, and I guess is is it a bit of face saving? You know, they've carried out this investigation for is it about three years? You know, yeah, it's, it's been a, a, it's a been a while that we've time. been talking. And the AdSense these, yeah. one's mm-hmm. been going on for a long time as well. So yeah, and and you know maybe it is a part of you know making an example of an example case to just say we're not happy about big companies abusing this but anyway i don't know where my my viewpoint stands that 
yeah, I don't. I, I think it's just the passage of time. These kind of price comparison sites and services, they're you know, yeah, it's hard. Like I say, if I owned one of those companies or if I was invested in them, then I'd probably feel aggrieved, and I, I can understand that. Yeah. I mean, you you mentioned Microsoft. I kind of said at the time was like I didn't see IE as that big a deal, you know. But obviously, they took a real hit for it and had to do a lots of yeah, yeah exactly. It was making it obvious as other browsers. It was the big story of the day, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and I, I still I still remember it thinking, is it? Yeah. Is it really that bad? You know, and and maybe it was. But, but since it, since that all happened, we have seen the opening up of you know browsers, and who knows, maybe price comparison will become the next big thing. <laughs> <laughs> Google have also stopped uh, scanning your Gmail messages to sell targeted ads. So this has been around for a long time where they've actually, they, they use algorithms to scan the content of your emails to then deliver you up adverts. And they problem is they're having issues trying to sell this service to businesses because of these kind of scanning practices and businesses are like comfortable with that. Uh, and so they're kind of clarifying that G Suite doesn't, which is the business end of the market, doesn't have this facility and they are now going to stop doing that on the personal emails as well. Um, so they'll still deliver adverts, but it won't be targeted via scanning of your emails. Uh, which I, I think is a good thing. There've been, there's been, I think there's been a kind of undercurrent of people mistrusting Google because they're scanning email content and, it's an easy I, thing to blow up into. Oh my god, they're they're reading every single one of your emails, but they're they're not. A computer might. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, again, computer. I have never had a problem with it, but some, especially in the Apple community, some people are really like. I can understand. You know, I can understand people getting up in arms about it. Yeah, yeah. but but you know, but, but we'll use DuckDuckGo and yeah. you know, we'll, you know, we'll we'll make a big play on that, and and I don't know how much of that was real and how much of that was. Yeah, I I believe Steve Jobs and I believe Tim Cook and Google copied Apple and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I um, but I, I, and it, and it, so there was two things for me. I think it, it was a it, it, to me it was a good thing. It was also I think Google realizing that they are starting to get a bit of a sniff and a press around us. There was a there was a, a whiff. It was going around that. Yeah. But but also. I guess it also shows what they're picking up elsewhere and what they know about you. The same way as Facebook, you know, you if I if I go on Amazon and search for something, even though I've got all these ad blockers on, yeah, it's I'll still, fire up Instagram yeah. and it's like, Boom. you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, your adverts why is it giving an advert for a battery? Me. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I've just searched for a battery. Yeah. How? How the Amazing. hell? Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, more than a little, little scary. But I think it also shows that Google are now making money and enough money from their kind of G Suite type thing and their subscription services, their cloud oh, services, yeah, yeah. and their yep. payment for storage. That that actually they can balance this off. It's not all about adverts anymore. They're starting. You know, they're they're realizing because of the Amazon model and Microsoft making. You know, who have made good headway into. Um, sort of selling these services they've realized i mean i subscribe to a number of different things now on google so i pay for extra storage and i pay for this that and the other so it, they are starting to make those monthly subscription type payments and and okay it probably isn't yet the turning point that they that, you know the advertising money brings in a lot more for them but if they can get enough businesses on board and they can have control over that data they don't need to scan it they just need to be looking after it because yeah. the ongoing subscriptions are going to be massive yeah, no, I agree. I also wondered if it was more that as people have moved to, you know, so YouTube compared to when Gmail, I'm not saying Gmail is not big, obviously it's huge, but but if you go back five years, it was Gmail was the thing, whereas now it's YouTube's the thing. And mm -hmm. I'm just wondering if that's where there's a massive amount of revenue compared to what they were getting out of this. Yeah, I mean, they've certainly, they keep innovating with YouTube. They they know that that's the new TV for kids and, and young people. It's just, it's amazing how much goes goes to youtube now 
straight away. Um, we've had a ransomware attack again across Europe this time. I think I was reading that it was linked back to a, a botched um, tax bit of tax software. So it's actually affected a lot of companies. Uh, and again, the ransomware, it's, they again, there's been conflicting reports about whether it's an expansion of an existing virus or whether this is a brand new bit of technology. And it seems like it might have been a brand new technology. And also there's a suggestion that this was actually the, the actual hack that it uses was developed by a U.S. national security agency. Again, proving that having governments producing exploits and using exploits is, is really, you know, it's a bit like selling arms to you know, a country which is your friend at the moment. Uh, as soon as you, those bullets are in the world, they they get used for whatever, you know, nefarious acts. Yep. So this so Eternal Blue is seemingly the exploit that was leaked back in April. Um, so we're only a couple of months on, and and you know we're we're seeing some fairly um, widespread disruption. I mean, I think it was around was it around 80, 80, 90 different countries, and um, were impacted in some major again major as you said major firms. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't, you know, home users and some small IT firms. It's, you know, relatively low wide. ransom fee of three hundred dollars as well. So actually, it's probably less hassle to pay it. No, you can't pay. So, so one of the things I found out is when you email away a payment, it goes to some sort of dead end. Right. So although the payment gets taken, um, you'll never actually get your files unencrypted. There you go. Hoarded. Yeah, nasty. And it's going to be, again, one of those things that we're going to see more and more. Um, and and so it's keep everything up to date as possible. Even then, you might be in trouble. So never never rely on one device alone, I'd, I'd say. Um, arrests were made in the UK this week over Microsoft scam calls. So this was a story earlier this week. Um, so th- these are the calls that... In fact, so many people have had them where they, I've they had ring one. up, they say they're free. Yeah, I've had one. And my yeah. mum has. And, um, yeah, they pretend they're calling from Microsoft and they say, you know, uh, I need to yeah, look I at got... your computer. They gain they gain the remote access and then they start making it look like your computer's got a problem and then they charge you to fix it. Yes. Yeah. So mine, mine was, uh, hello, I'm phoning from Microsoft Technology Services. Mm-hmm. And I was like, sorry? And then it, and it, but it, we had a conversation for a few minutes before I lost the head. And was like, "You're a scammer." And he was like, "How do you? I am not." And I said, "Yeah." <laughs> I said, "So is it only? So is it only Windows PCs?" Yes, I can see it's a Windows PC. I don't have any Windows PCs. Yeah, yeah, and and my mum is exactly the same. Bless her soul. She she actually deliberately strung him along for a while just oh, to keep him fantastic. on the line. She just, and she acted all dumb and stupid. Um, but yeah, she, she knew as soon as he said the Windows PCs. Oh, I'm going on. <laughs> So yeah, um, but yeah. So th- apparently, there's a couple of people uh, up in Tyneside being um, arrested, released on bail at the moment. Um, but so seemingly, these calls did originate from India. But it sounds like these these people were involved in the coordination of that um, um, that process. Uh, so we'll see how this develops, I guess. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, hopefully, it's. I mean, because they're horrible calls, and they're obviously making loads of money from them because people were caught up in it and people don't understand you know they don't mm-hmm. understand when somebody said oh you've got a problem i'm here to help you yeah and i, I had a, i've had three calls even last week um from someone saying that i've got an issue with one of my domains and they needed to really? help me yeah wow yeah normally i just hang up but sometimes i swear at them quite badly <laughs> 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 it's good it's good as a release i don't feel bad uh, but yeah so um they i think um 
Microsoft has put out, or someone's put out, who is it? Yeah, Microsoft has published some advice online about how to avoid being scammed. And, and even on my things like uh, my HSBC account, I'm pretty sure I'm getting messages now about just how to really, you know, be really aware of scams. So clearly there are scams around bank accounts and scams around, um, you know, computer access and stuff that really are getting quite serious, I guess. SNES, they've released another little mini classic box. So this is so there was a bit of consternation when they reduced their old um, classic. They only put it up very quickly, but they've released a, a kind of replacement for that, um, which is slightly more expensive, but it's got a couple of controllers in the back box, I think. Yeah, so this is uh, this is so last year's was a NES classic. This is a SNES ah, classic. Okay, this is SNES. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, so actually, and... you might get a game which looks <laughs> not reasonable, the, the... but. Well, I think the thing about these is they're also amazingly great games, and there's also a never before released game in there as well. Okay. Um, so, so if you look at that, so Contra Three was great, and you know Final Fantasy was great, and F Zero was amazing, and Kirby, lots of people liked. There's Zelda: Link to the Past, which is you know, ah, Secret Mana. Well, no, Secret Mana was another good RPG. They were good games for their time. No, they were Street Fighter Two Turbo. There's Castlevania. Oh, I spent so much time playing Street Fighter Two Turbo. Exactly. Exactly. So it's Super Mario World, Mario World uh, um, RPG, Super Metroid, again, another classic game, Yoshi's Island. Um, the one that is, they're also bringing out is Star Fox 2, which was developed and never released. Um, but they're making so you play through Star Fox before you can play it. No, you, you just need to play one level. Oh, so, right then. Fair okay. enough. Not that bad. Um, $80, now, $80 for this? Yeah. And I looked at it and said, don't buy it. And then, and then, and then it was like, Game have it in pre-order and Amazon. Amazon pre-order sold out in ten minutes. Wow! And Games website crashed for hours because Americans were buying them. Wow! So I didn't it. get one, and um, I, I, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't buy this because I've got a SNES in the attic with all these games. In the <laughs> attic. I've got my, I've got my um, Mega Drive just sat behind the sofa, and I'm thinking, shall I? But then I'm thinking, I'm not even sure I can connect that to my TV right now. <laughs> uh, I, I connected. I've I connected it last year, and it all worked. Plug, oh, wow. Plugged in. I plugged in um, Super Mario, and the saves were still on it. Wow, so the battery wow. was still kept the saves, <laughs> and I was like, "No way! That is amazing." Um, uh, so yeah, it's all still there, and my multi tap still there for Bomberman and stuff like that. So, so, uh, so but why, again, it's just, what's the point? It's the convenience, I guess, and, and it's the, the convenience and the little cuteness about it. Cause it's a tiny little thing that sits in the hand, and 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 uh, so. Who yeah. knew? There's I, a there's a there's a sniff around Nintendo again. They've Phoenix from the ashes. So last year's NES, as you said, was 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 a, a massive hit, and it didn't sell very many, and it just kept the buzz going. And and again with this one, so you, you I actually the understand a SNES more than a NES because yeah, the NES really was quite backward. Um, but, but amazing the SNES, for the time. But yeah. The SNES has got some amazing games, and it's still. I mean, I I'll fire up an emulator every so often, and I'll sit and just play for an hour. And well, those the are the like. core principles of these this kind of era are still carrying on now. So you know, we yeah, so the graphics F- get better. F-Zero. Yeah. It's still a really playable game. Pilot Wings, if it was, I'm, I'm surprised Pilot Wings wasn't on it because that was one of the kind of classic games that did do something really different, you know. And it was just it looked it had to, you know, it was take advantage of the mode seven chip and doing things with graphics that you hadn't seen before. And I was like, why is that not there? I guess the uh, so. the only thing of this is it's obviously an enclosed system that's fixed and that's it. Once once you're done with those games, you're done, aren't you? Yep, and that was the same. I'm sure we said about the NES last year, and then people hacked it, and you could yeah. put your own ROMs. <laughs> so um, I'm sure, I'm sure this will be somebody will hack this and allow yeah. you to do it as well. Um, so yeah, I might make an effort when it releases this September to try and pick one up. Yeah, I, I, I jumped on eBay and they were going for four times the price. <laughs> of course they are. Yeah, amazing. Swines. 
All right, that's it for this week then. Um, in fact, this fortnight, because we haven't spoken to you for two weeks. So thank you very much for listening. Um, you can find out more about us and what we do, etc. Digitaloutbox.com is the website. Info at digitaloutbox.com if you want to talk to us. And we're on Twitter as Digital Outbox. I'm on Twitter as Cheesy UK. My racing blog is academyracer.co.uk. Ian, where do we find you? Uh, my blog is um, indie.net. I'm on Twitter as Sweeper. Lovely. All right, then. And we will speak to you again uh, probably next week. <laughs> I'll leave that suitably open-ended. Uh, but, uh, yeah, thanks for listening this far. Cheers. Goodbye. Goodbye. We will speak to it at some point in the future. In a future time and place. <laughs> Maybe yeah. not place. Future time. Hmm.